0: Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 97. Today I am sharing with you as I reflect what I learned from my recent holiday about my relationship with food, myself and my life. But before I do that, I want to let you know that the third and final Weight Loss Mindset Coaching Experience Week is happening in September. So it's coming up soon. Registration will be open from next Friday. That is Friday the 26th of August. So, in next week's podcast episode, I will give you the link and then you can enroll and register and sign up if you would like to. Okay, so back to my holiday reflections. First, I want you to know that a fundamental principle of the Lose Weight, Live Life Academy, the Mastermind, which is the small group coaching program, and private coaching with me is that in order to make this weight loss journey your last one and manage your weight for life, it needs to be a continual iterative process of acknowledging when things that you do work and learning from the things that you do that don't work. It's impossible to lose your weight and manage your weight for life without learning what to do when you overeat, when you emotionally eat, when you make a food choice that you later regret, or when you binge. Managing your weight for life is not about never again eating something or in a way that you regret, never eating in a way that you regret ever again. It's about getting those overeats in balance so that they don't prevent you from being the weight that you want to be. And that includes learning not to judge yourself for that type of eating, but loving yourself in spite of those times when you eat and then regret it. And not letting them mean anything and then not going right back to eating how you want or going right back to eating how you want. And of course, this is everything that you learn when you join the Lose Weight Live Life programmes so that you can break free from your diet mentality. Okay, so what I want to do essentially is just reinforce that how important it is to be continually reviewing and evaluating what's going on for you so that you can recognize what's working, notice what's not working without judging yourself, take the time to reflect and learn, learn both from what did and didn't work and then decide what you would do differently next time. And this is the process that I share with you as I reflect on my holiday. And finally, just to explain that how you eat is not just about your relationship with food. It's also about the relationship you have with yourself, including your thoughts about your body and your life. And so I shared my holiday reflections in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy earlier. And so I thought I would bring that, share that with you on the podcast as well. Okay. Listen in as I talk about, you know, how I ate on holiday, how I, you know, the weight that I gained how I lost that weight and everything that I learned. All right. Good morning, everyone. Hopefully this is live streaming in Facebook. I know it is pretty early on this Thursday morning. And so if you are watching live, maybe whilst you have your breakfast, then if you've got any questions or comments, then please do put those in the comments or ask me a question about anything at all at any time. Or if you are watching on replay, then also obviously to go ahead and also ask me a question, but please tag me, says at my name, and then I will see it, and then I can respond to it in the chat. So just want to check that this is showing up, because at the moment it's giving me a blank screen. These are the joys of going live on Facebook, but I'll try and talk as I do that. You may remember that before I went on holiday, I said that I was setting myself the goal of not gaining any weight on holiday. And then when I came back from holiday last weekend, one of you asked me if I had achieved my goal, and I said, absolutely not. And I also said that I would share with you so my experiences of being on holiday. So I'm going to talk about how I ate on holiday, gaining some pounds and I gave, gained five pounds. And I've also lost those five pounds. So I'm going to talk about all of that and share my reflection in terms of what worked, what didn't work, what I learned and what I would do differently next time. So that's something that I often encourage you to do, whether it is evaluating your day, as you know, or your week or your month, but always to be doing that continual reflection on what's working and what you're learning and what you want to do differently, because that is how we make these lifelong changes in terms of our relationship with food, our lives and ourselves. So where shall I start? I'm trying to think about this now. I'm going to share lots about my holiday first, I think, and then do the analysis, or I might do the analysis as I go along. I just want you to also to say that even if you love how you ate and how you showed up for yourself on holiday so it all went what you might describe as perfectly for you still do this reflection and analysis because making a note making yourself consciously aware of what worked for you is just as important as looking at and analyzing what didn't work for you so I just wanted to say that So my holiday was a Mediterranean cruise with my family, so my husband, my son James, who's 19, my daughter Scarlett, who's 16. And this was a pretty big holiday for us, partly because we wanted to do something special after COVID, partly because we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary this year, and partly because, you know, my children are growing up and we're not sure how many more family holidays we will have together. So it was a nine-night cruise and then it was two nights in Rome at the end of it. And when I got back, I was going into straight into a three-day business mastermind type event where I was just going to be, you know, it's sort of entirely focused on working with a group of people on my business all day for three days. So that's just sort of like a little bit about what was going on there. And of course, being on a cruise, there is always food available, like just ridiculous amounts of food available all of the time. And it is all included in a part of the cruise package. So, you know, unlimited food lots of food, lots of delicious food, eat whatever you want, whenever you want, 10 times a day, if you wanted to. A couple of days, so some of you will know I've shared that some of our holiday challenges. So a couple of days before we were going on the cruise, my stress levels were high. So we had to get supervised negative COVID tests, That was my name, my initial cause of concern. The flights that we were getting were actually included as a part of the cruise, so we didn't. They were sort of like they were given to us for free, or we paid a pound for them, or something like that. But that actually meant that we would be having to change. So even though we were flying to Barcelona, we had to fly to. We were supposed to fly to Frankfurt and then pick up another flight plane and then fly to Barcelona. And we were due to fly out at six thirty a.m. on Saturday morning even sunday i was sort of like stressing and i'm not a big stressor but i was there were so many sort of variables going on here i was stressing a little bit so i did that sort of you know perimenopausal menopausal thing of waking up at two o'clock in the morning with my mind racing and never actually getting back to sleep and and that's fine it happens to me occasionally it's no big deal then the friday before we used to, to go friday morning we COVID tests were negative we've checked into the flight See my nails done, you know, all of that sort of pre-holiday excitement, everything feels brilliant. Come Friday afternoon, and I know some of you know this, our flights were cancelled. And I did say I wasn't going to give you the whole details, but obviously I'm still a little bit like traumatised by it. So we initially, I thought we got those flights, we got new flights booked. But as I was going through the process with Lufthansa, we got disconnected right at the last minute. And by the time I got connected again, I was 45th in the queue. And then when I eventually got through an hour later, there were no more flights left. They couldn't do anything. We then contacted the cruise company. We were on hold for an hour before we got to speak to anybody there. And then we were told they may have flights for us, but they wouldn't be able to confirm them until later that evening. So, of course, in the meantime, I'm looking at alternative flight options. It was going to cost us literally thousands and thousands of pounds to book a last minute direct flight. Can we drive to Barcelona and make it in time? No, we can't. Can we get trains and get there in time no we can't so all of this was going on so we eventually early that evening got an email to say that yes we had got flights i tried to book it check in for them and the check the pro the check-in process wouldn't work and wouldn't go through so at that point i'm even not that sure whether or not we've actually these flights are real and whether we've got them or we're, maybe we're on standby for a spare space So because we've been dealing with this all afternoon, of course, not finished the packing. It's now sort of eight o'clock at night. We are now flying from Gatwick early hours of the morning and not Heathrow. We work out. We probably need to leave about one o'clock in the morning as we're not sure even if when we get there, we're going to have flights. So end up packing pretty much no sleep, having barely slept the night before. Anyway, so we get to Gatwick, really lucky that we get to check in. Okay, we're really early. I did then drop my phone and break it. So that was another slight little mishap. But then, so then we're in Gatwick Airport, we are waiting for the food and drinks outlets to open because by this point we're there so early. And I don't, and I normally, so, you know, six years ago or whenever, get to an airport, going on holiday, first thing I would do is, you know, have something delicious and tasty to eat that I would probably tell myself I shouldn't be eating when I'm not on holiday. So real diet mentality approach around how I was eating before I lost my weight. And so I did actually ended up not eating anything for most of the day. When I fly, I get quite bloated, (laughs) probably more information than you want to know. But you know, food doesn't have a good effect on me and my stomach when I fly. If it's a short flight, I'm better off not eating. If it's a long haul flight, then I'm very careful now about how how I eat. So what would be a win for me is getting to the airport, having, you know, and not eating to treat myself, to handle the emotion of the relief so this is sometimes that i know a lot of you say you eat after the stress when you sort of have that sort of down moment so i didn't eat to reward myself to comfort myself to handle the feeling of relief to you know any of those things which i would normally have done so this was a big win and ended up actually not eating much all day, just because when we did the change in, at this point, we're actually changing in Madrid, we didn't have time. So it's just the way it went. And that's absolutely fine. So that was the first thing really, in terms of like, I really encourage you to focus on what worked. That's just an example of what worked for me. Noticing that it was really no big deal. I hardly thought about it more than once about whether I should have something to eat in the morning or not. And I didn't, and I really enjoyed my coffee and that's absolutely fine. Anyway, so the rest of the day, some of you know, ended up with our Two, two of our suitcases getting lost, my husband's suitcase and my daughter's. We ended up getting on the boat 10 minutes after the last onboarding time, 20 minutes before the boat left. So all, all fraught and ended up sort of like very quickly half an hour on deck choosing to have a pina colada in the sunshine as the boat leaves. So that was just absolutely brilliant and wonderful. And this is another really good example of that, you know, mix of positive and negative. So I often talk about life being 50% positive and 50% negative. And actually we wouldn't appreciate the positive points we wouldn't appreciate what makes us happy if we didn't also experience some sadness. And so this, I think, is just another really good example of, you know, how absolutely euphoric and joyful it felt to be on the boat and having a drink in the sunshine after the process that we had gone to to get there. I probably appreciated it an awful lot more. And it's just useful to observe and notice that and be aware of it. So really enjoyed my pina colada. And then we go into restaurants for the evening. Now, as you also probably most of you know, I generally don't eat bread and that is fine for me, it doesn't bother me, but I have really enjoyed and loved my bread in the past. And so, as you can imagine, going to the restaurant on the cruise ship, they put a bread basket on your table in front of you with three different flavored butters and they talk you through, you know, what this specialty bread is and what this specialty butter is and all of this. So as you, you know, not having eaten all day, I'm probably pretty hungry. And and straight away I go for the bread and I really enjoy it. And that is absolutely fine. And I also had some dessert with that meal and probably had another glass of wine and all of that. I'm not going to go through exactly what I had at every single meal, don't worry. But so what I want to sort of jump into now is sort of evaluating generally what worked for me and what didn't work for me in terms of how I ate on holiday. So let's talk about something else that worked first. It's always good to focus on when you're doing these evaluations is really look at what worked for you when you start doing this you might find it really difficult to find the parts of your evaluation of what worked because your brain is so used to focusing on the negative but really the more you do this the more you practice looking at what worked the easier it will get so what worked for me on holiday was I didn't have I didn't have breakfast so some of you may know again I don't eat I don't eat breakfast I've never been a person who has felt hungry in the morning, even when I was very overweight. I have, I do enjoy breakfast foods, but I don't, I find that if I eat breakfast, I tend to be more hungry than if I don't eat breakfast, sort of mid-morning. I find I have more energy if I don't eat breakfast. It just suits my body to not eat breakfast. I'm not saying this is that anything that, you, you know, you, so because it suits me, it's something you should also do. Of course, you know, the work that we do here in the Academy is very much about you really tuning into how you be wanting to eat and what works for you. But typically, even though generally I don't eat breakfast, when I have gone on holiday previously, I will either start off not having breakfast and then have some towards the end of the holiday, a little bit of diet mentality creeping in, starting to worry that I'm missing out, or I would decide that actually I'm going to really enjoy the pastries or all the croissants or something, or I would decide that actually I'm going to enjoy the eggs and bacon, whatever it is. But on this particular holiday, I didn't have breakfast once. And that really worked for me. It was really easy. So I joined my family for breakfast every single day. I sat there, I enjoyed my coffee. I didn't even notice that I wasn't really eating with them we were just chatting we were talking about our day we were making plans for the day it was a really nice family moment I could have that connection I think this is a really important point I could have that connection with my family whilst they were enjoying their food and enjoying their breakfast without having to eat the food to enjoy being a part of that with them so that is what I would call you know a massive win in terms of it just not because I didn't eat breakfast but because it worked really well for me personally so that is something that worked Something else that worked, and this is a totally different different type of win, is I had decided before going that I was going to, so a couple of things I wanted to enjoy on the cruise. I wanted to, I didn't plan to have the bread, so that was something that was different to what I planned, but I did plan to enjoy drinking the cocktails. Loads of different cocktails available. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not someone that is triggered by alcohol. I'm not somebody that has an over-desire for alcohol. For me, it's more about the experience of the drink. So the idea of trying lots of different cocktails to see what I like and what I don't like felt like fun and connection. You know, having a sort of a pre-dinner drink with my husband. So I did did drink, you know, lots of different cocktails on holiday. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed apérol spritz. I enjoyed a small glass of rose with my life, my lunch t- with my lunch on some occasions, and I really enjoyed how I you know had those drinks on holiday, and that was a part of how i had something that i had planned to enjoy so that for me was something again that worked i wasn't drinking to the point where i felt poorly or rough in the morning i was very very conscious of having a bucket load of water both throughout the day and also throughout the evening whilst i was enjoying a couple of drinks as well also whilst we were on holidays you probably can imagine it was incredibly incredibly hot and so our days were spent you know sort of touring cities We only did one cruise tour that we paid for with the cruise company. Everything else we did under our own steam, getting buses, getting public transport trains. It made it good fun with children. It was the way that we wanted to do it. But it meant that sometimes we were, you know, running around on all of this public transport, not air conditioned, incredible heat, walking lots, all of the rest of it. So really, really important that we all drank loads and loads of water on holiday. So that was my sort of little analysis of my drinking and I enjoyed my drinking and I would say that's something else that worked. Other things to sort of look back on and reflect on how I ate. So something else that was available on the cruise ship was a really nice coffee shop. I love my coffee, so I enjoyed drinking my coffee on holiday. I stuck to how I normally drink coffee at home, which is that my first coffee of the day is caffeinated and then my subsequent coffees of the day are decaf and they had almond milk, which I am not dairy allergic or intolerant, but I do sometimes enjoy drinking the milk alternatives. So I had almond milk. I think it was possibly a little bit sweetened. So I was aware of that. I still continue to have the almond milk. I enjoyed it. But also with the coffee shop on board the ship, there were continuously all day, and they changed throughout the day, cakes and pastries available every all the time. Really delicious, like really well done, sort of little tiny, you know, strawberry tarts, lemon meringue tarts absolutely probably 20, 30 different choices. I had one pastry throughout the entire cruise. It was a little mini lemon tart. That was something that didn't work for me in terms of I enjoyed the first mouthful, but of course I ended up eating the whole tart. It was only small, but it was still very, very stodgy. And I probably regretted eating it pretty much after as soon as I'd finished it. So that was just something that I had sort of probably midway through the cruise. And I was able to see, actually, that wasn't sort of worth it. I didn't need to eat then. This was between meals. So I, wasn't, I knew I wasn't hungry. I just fancied it. But actually, it didn't give me the experience of eating. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. And so that was something that I learned really from that. Just useful to really observe, have this sort of very neutral language around observing how you're eating and what's going on for you. I also had planned to enjoy ice cream and some desserts on holiday. So that was something else, you know, thinking about, you know, what I want to, what foods I want to enjoy differently to maybe how I normally eat at home. I wanted to enjoy ice cream. I wanted to enjoy dessert. I would, so the desserts available were either sort of, you know, off the order off the menu and serve desserts at dinner time or from the buffet mostly, if we were on the ship anyway, at lunchtime. So I started off sort of Looking for those desserts that would normally be my favorites, which would be sort of, you know, creamy desserts like chocolate mousse, crème brulee, those sorts of things. I realized probably after three or four days, again, that those desserts didn't taste quite as good as I expected them to. So after sort of, you know, having them for three or four days, I then stopped having them and then switched to ice cream which I then again sort of thought, oh, this is really good for a couple of days. And then I'm like, actually, I'm not enjoying this as much as I wanted to or expected to. And so then I stopped having those sort of lunchtime desserts. And I think this is really, you know, just sort of sharing with you this, even whilst you're enjoying those foods, really get into the habit. And this is everything that you're learning about staying intentional and aware. And just, and it's not about judging yourself. It's just, is this actually giving me what i expected it to or what i what i wanted it to and if it isn't then it's okay not to have it and you don't feel deprived it just feels like you taking care of yourself you having your own best interests there i realize i'm gabbling along i don't know if anybody is tuned in and watching or if you have i'm not seeing anybody yet hopefully this is showing up anyway so that was something else in terms of my experience with desserts in terms of the types of food that i ate for my main meals both at lunchtime and during the evening on the cruise ship were generally, you know, what I would call choices that I liked. I enjoyed the foods. I ate a lot of uh, of fish. I ate a lot of chicken. I didn't massively overeat. It was easy for me to leave food on the plate and not clear my plate. This is all things I have learned over the past, you know, initially through my weight loss journey and continue to reinforce over the past four or five years. So they just come naturally to me now and they're really, really easy. So that was what I would say, all fine. Then when we had a couple of nights in Rome, the first night I booked us into what was supposedly you know one of the best pizza restaurants in Rome. And so I had pizza. Now I wasn't sure if this would make me feel really uncomfortable, or give me really bad indigestion, it only gave me slight indigestion. I'm guessing maybe because I've been having a lot of bread rolls. So I should say I continued to eat the bread rolls. I don't think I said that, did I? So I continued to have a bread roll. Sometimes even going in and having a second bread roll every night of the cruise. I enjoyed the bread. I enjoyed the butter. I enjoyed the experience of that. My in hindsight, as I reflect upon that, what I would like to have done is just taken maybe half a bread roll and enjoyed that with the butter rather than being in that sort of like, you know, wanting to like like moreish state of wanting to have more, which is what I definitely experienced. So I wasn't as mindful, I would say, about eating the bread rolls as I would have liked to have been. And I've got thoughts about the reasons for that. And the reasons for that, I think, were, one, I probably at this point had had a pre-dinner drink. So I'd had a drink of alcohol. And I know my food choices are less aware when I've had a drink. And also, we were eating quite late. So we were having really busy, full-on days. But we weren't having dinner until 8.30 at night. And so I was probably really rather hungry by then. And so in hindsight now, I'm sort of thinking you know, what would I like to have done, maybe I would have liked to have taken a bag of like nuts with me on the cruise ship so that I had when I was having my drink, I had a handful of nuts with them or something, which would probably, you know, serve me better than getting to the restaurant really, really hungry and diving into the bread rolls whilst I waited for my dinner. So that's probably something that I would do differently. Okay, and then so the last couple days, so as I said, we had pizza at the pizza, pizza restaurant, I didn't feel too bad, I felt a little bit aware that I'd eaten something that you know doesn't work for me quite so well and then the next day I'm like okay well I really need to have some Italian pasta whilst I'm in Rome so I think I had some tagliatelle and by now I'm sort of starting to sort of get used to that it's a little bit of diet mentality so as I look back and reflect this was very much my old way of thinking of you know, I should have this now because I haven't got the opportunity of get again. And of course, my brain is telling me that pastor in Italy or pastor in Rome is entirely different to the pastor we get at home. May or may not be true. But, you know, I shouldn't miss out on this opportunity. I may never get to taste was it carbonara, tagliatelle carbonara, my son had had it the day before and I'd had a taste of his, I think that's what got me onto it, that tastes that good. And so really then for starting to fall into a little bit of that, either diet mentality, or that conversation about I should have this food now whilst I can. And generally, I don't do that generally, I avoid that now would very much have been something that I did in the past. So that's just something that I probably want to do a bit more reflection on and think about, Would I have that pasta again in the same situation? Yes or no? And I would say, yes, I probably, if I was doing it again, I would have one pizza. I would have one pasta meal. As it was, I actually had some pasta at the airport the last day as we were about to leave. And that is probably something that I would, have preferred not to have done given that we again had two flights and that probably left me feeling a bit bloated and uncomfortable but that's just sort of really evaluating notice as I evaluate how I ate on holiday there is zero judgment to it there's curiosity there's fascination there's observing myself I'm doing it in a very caring non-judgmental way or just a very sort of factual way. Did that work? Did that not work? My language around it is very, very neutral. There's no, you know, I was naughty. I shouldn't have had, I messed up. I was out of control. You know, all of this very dramatic language that we often have as we describe how we're eating is no longer there for me. Okay. And that's something that I want you all to work towards as well. All right. So what I noticed then is having had a few, when I got back home, having had a few days of eating pasta and pizza, as well as all the other refined carbohydrates I had been eating on holiday in terms of the alcohol that I've been having, the, probably the, the coffees that I was drinking, which I think had some added sugar in them, in the uh, almond milk and the bread rolls. By the time I get home, I'm, I'm looking really, puffy in my face so that's something that I'm noting you know I, I sort of like I'm looking puffy so whether that's from flying whether that is whether the flying's messed with my digestive system I'm looking puffy I feel puffy and you know that's going on for me so when I weigh myself the next morning yeah I am five pounds heavier and that's okay you know what I didn't have any sort of, oh my gosh, negative reaction to that. I haven't achieved my goal. It was almost just like, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. And so, and most of what I have noticed is that typically when I've gone on holiday, I haven't actually gained weight. So I've eaten foods I would normally eat on holiday, but it's not resulted in a weight gain for whatever reason that may be. And I've got thoughts about that because maybe I'm drinking more water, maybe I'm walking more. Maybe I'm getting more sleep. There's lots of reasons why I think I can eat different foods on holiday previously and not gain weight. Less stressed. All of these impact our weight. Anyway, so I've gained five pounds and it's like, okay, that's interesting. Now, I often talk about preparing yourself when you come back for holiday for how you want to be eating and how it's not often. It's not how we're eating on holiday that causes us to get into a pattern of gaining weight and not losing it or continuing to gain weight. It's how we eat when we come back. And having experienced this for myself and learned this, I was pretty well set up for, you know, I'm probably going to feel hungrier for the next few days. I've got a shopping delivery coming at six o'clock the next morning after we got back. I was What I normally do when I come back from holiday is plan to have healthy snacks to help me with my hunger. So rather than pushing through feeling more hungry and being like, no, I'm not going to snack, I'm going to wait, I would be kind to myself. It feels kind to myself to have planned a healthy snack even though I don't normally snack. But as it was on this occasion, we got back on midnight, something like that. Of course, we flew back into Heathrow, the car was at Gatwick's, so we had to go pick up a car, and then by the time we drive home, all of that anyway. So I got back around midnight and I'm starting a business conference like nine o'clock the next morning. And so what that meant was I was actually really busy and focused on something else. So I found that I felt less hungry than I expected to, on those days after my holiday. And I'm sure it's because I was so engaged and so focused on being busy, doing something that was interesting. And this is just useful to sort of like, you know, what you do in your life, how, and it's not what you do necessarily, how you think about what's going on in your life will either make it more difficult or easier for you to manage your relationship with food. So having going straight from holiday to having this sort of event to focus on Then I had less holiday blues. I wasn't noticing my hunger as much as I might otherwise have done. And it just worked really, really well for me. And so on those three days, again, I'm really conscious about drinking loads of water. I had a big chicken Caesar salad for lunch every day for those three days. And then in the evening, I had chicken, fish, bucket load of vegetables. So I had two tasty big decent meals those days, but nothing in between. And that worked really well. And so as I said, I have lost the five pounds I gained. And so I did weigh myself every day because I wanted to, because I wanted to track myself to see how easy or difficult it was to lose that weight and to share that with you. So the day after I got home, I had lost 1.8 pounds on the scales, the next day, 1.6 pounds, the next day, 1.2 pounds. The next day I gained 0.4 of a pound, didn't eat any differently, just my body doing what it does. And then the day after that, I lost 1.2 pounds. And then the day after that, I lost 0.8 pounds. And that was, that's the five pounds. So that got me to my pre-holiday weight, losing five pounds in six days. Now, would I normally lose that much weight that quickly? No way, absolutely not. Okay. In order to continue now to lose weight, I might, you know, if I was working at losing weight, I might lose like a pound a week if I was lucky. All right. But having eaten on holiday a bucket load of refined carbohydrates, knowing that, you know, we had sort of lived in very hot weather, taking multiple flights, probably messed up my digestion system and being what I would call, you know, having inflammation from eating those refined carbohydrates, most of that weight was not excess fat. It was just a reflection of how I had been eating and what had been going on with the traveling and the heat. Okay. And I pretty much suspected that. I thought that might be the case because I've seen it before, but I wasn't sure. But losing the weight in that way shows me that absolutely that is what it was. Okay. So it wasn't five pounds of fat. It was five pounds of excess water, inflammation, digestion, not working properly from traveling, all of that sort of thing. So. That's really useful to know because, you know, so many of us and I've done this previously, will get back from holiday. think we've gained a whole load of weight and feel set with ourselves, disappointed, beat ourselves up about it, tell uh, ourselves that we you know, lost all control, all of those sorts of things. And it's really important to keep it neutral and be curious and not judge yourself and just use it as a learning opportunity. All right, so that is what I wanted to share with you about how I ate on holiday and in fact, my relationship with food. I also want to just say a few things about my relationship with myself and particularly my body. So I've spent nearly all of my life from being a teenager hiding as much of my body as I could on holiday, not wearing shorts, wearing long sleeves, all of the things. And, and it's probably been a couple of years since I have really thought about whether or not I want to wear you know, shorts or not, I guess is what I'm talking about. So go go on this holiday. I got a couple of pairs of pretty skimpy shorts. My daughter even wore them when her suitcase went, when she hadn't got her clothes, just to give you an indication. So probably far too, you know, short and skimpy for a woman of my age. But anyway... I was like, okay, I'm not going to hide my legs. Also, even though, you know, of course, when we're really overweight, we think that when we lose weight, we're going to love our body. As I've said before, it does not happen. So I have not done, you know, as much exercise as I would have liked. I've not, I don't even know if I did do a bucket load of exercise, if I would turn up, tone up, sorry. But I've got, you know, excess skin. I've got, you know, there's lots of flab. They, you know, catches on your clothes. So having lost weight doesn't mean that I, I like how I look. And that's okay, because it's a lot less of like, I don't love how I look, but I'm okay with that. And I'm still working at liking how I look all of the time. So I decided that I was going to get my legs out. We were doing, as I said, it was really, really hot. We were doing a lot of walking, so sort of, you know, wearing trainers type walking around cities and all of that sort of thing obviously I had to cover up for the churches in Italy but what it did was essentially you know my legs got the opportunity to get a bit of sunshine which they've not seen in a while we were doing lots of walking so they probably got a little bit more tone and by the end of the holiday I would consciously worked at not judging my legs even though they've got cellulite, even though you can see those like varicose veins, lumpy bits, even though there's thread veins on them, all of those things, it's okay. And what I've noticed is I've actually started to appreciate my legs. And this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I've started to appreciate my legs. So even getting back, you know, just in in the house, I have sort of carried on wearing shorts and appreciating my legs much more than I ever have before. So I just wanted to share this, that it is, you know, continually looking at and thinking about on purpose, a part of your body and how you can learn to appreciate it more. And so I just wanted to share that with you because that's probably something else that I would say is a real win for me. I definitely have a better relationship with my legs now than I had before my holiday. So that feels really, really good. And the next part of my holiday, it could be working on you know another part of my body. So that's that really. And so then in terms of like relationship with life, I think really the opportunity there is just you know, to notice the absolutes of the yin and the yang of the highlights and the lowlights. And that part of being human, I talk about this, is embracing, you know, the full human experience and all of the emotions. So it is leaning into the disappointment, the frustration, the things not going to plan. So the first day of the holiday was spent trying to find clothes for my daughter and my husband in very hot temperatures in France for hours and hours, and it was not fun. Do you know what I mean? It really, really was not fun. But we embraced it, and we did absolutely the best that we could, and we we got you know we did that, and and that that's fine. But so it's just in terms of how I you know showed up for my family, making the most of special moments, building connection letting other family members when they're having off moments or their own frustrations be in their own you know negative mood negative energy and not making it mean that they should be more grateful or they should appreciate every minute and all of these things because of course they're human just like me there were bits of the holiday they really enjoyed and there were bits of the holiday they didn't enjoy so much and so it's fine for them to experience those different negatives and positive emotions and express them and so I didn't need to behave a certain way so that I could feel better about things. I think that's something that's really important is, you know, I, it's up to me to manage my feelings and emotions and that they can, they can sort of manage their own. And I don't need them to behave a certain way so that I can feel good. And when you can bring that into your relationship, no matter what sort of relationship it is, it's really empowering knowing that you get to choose how you feel at any given point and you don't require anything of them. And you can just get to share the positives and the good moments with them. Okay, so I hope that that was useful. If you have got any questions, please do put them into the comments in the Facebook post and tag me. I am going to, I'm not seeing anybody on here at all. So let me just see if there's any questions on my phone, actually. I'm hoping if I click on this, it's not going to put the sound on. Hi, Trudy. Hi, Emma. Hi, Caroline and Katie. Okay, brilliant that you're there. If you've got any questions afterwards, pop them into the chat and tag me. I'll come back and answer those. I'm also thinking of using what I've said shared here. I might share that on the podcast tomorrow as well. So yeah, we have got our lunchtime call. We're talking about procrastination today. So I look forward to seeing you at 12 o'clock later on today. All right, everyone, take care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.